like saying Boys. cum bubble. <laughs> For, and seeing it, I'm sure. I mean... <laughs> time at all you can never ever leave because i'm taking multiple turns and life is forever drained we will never we will always play this game the more you listen the more dick jokes <laughs> relief oh relief to pee Believe, believe, the cards can change so you don't listen in vain. We're kind of the same but different tonight. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's a really long one. Commander Smith's so bright. Command. <laughs> God, it's so long. Smiths. <laughs> uh, it took me a little bit to figure this one out. Are you still going? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you look like you're about to sing again. So Drake actually would have got this because this really? is one band that he knows when it comes on. And he knows by the guy's voice. Ah, uh, I love this song. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. For sure. Uh, is it tonight? 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 Yeah, that's what I thought. I uh, actually wouldn't have got the name until you said tonight, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's tonight." I gave tonight. I gave a little hint. Yeah, <laughs> a little so bit. that was good. I liked it, I, especially I, the I, uh, ups and downs. <laughs> I don't have that kind of talent. Have you seen the uh, Family Guy where they make fun of Christina Aguilera about her doing that? <laughs> Anyways, well, she's actually talented. She is. Welcome, Commander Smith. We are the Commander Smith. I am Adam Smith, and I'm Lowry Smith. Don't worry, we're cousins. I'm thirsty. Oh, we're going for it right away. Because you said it's a sour, so I'm it, super it is excited a sour. to have it. So this is from uh, a brewery. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. It's prize, prize, prize? Prius? prize. I like it. Prius. <laughs> prize. It's out of Minnesota. Uh, so this is going to be a Royal Raspberry Sour oh, Ale, raspberry, or a tart American sours. fruited Berliner style Luis that combines raspberry and hints of passion fruit, creating a crisp and approachable kettle sour. Oh, cheers. That's nice. Ah. Uh, ooh, that's really good. Ooh, yeah. that has a lot of taste to it. I had this two weeks ago when I was drinking mm. in front of you and I said that I was saving it. That is delicious. Yeah, it's a really good one. I uh, I recommend this one. I might have to buy this, especially since it's a Minnesota one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I think it's out of Minneapolis. Something like that. All right. Well, this is episode yep. 88. Woo! Uh, we went very long last week with our episode. And we don't apologize. Uh, but we are going to do our anal que- ANL question this week. I don't know if you do that on purpose or... <laughs> I'm accident. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, baby. Uh, so we're going to do that. That's going to be from Jeremy. Um, so we've had two weeks to sit on it. But really, we've only had a couple hours. Mm. Um, but we are actually going to talk about one kind of interesting topic this week. Uh, you've heard a lot of podcasts talk about power level of decks. What makes it a strong power level? We're going to kind of break that down. Because I've heard podcasts 
say, oh, this is your power level, and this, they never break it down like number wise. We're gonna, yeah, we're and gonna we're try probably to gonna have a strong stance on <laughs> probably what. <maybe. laughs> we're gonna have a kind of a, a good breakdown of how you can figure out a range of where your deck sits, and I think get a good estimate. I would think the decks that we play with our play group are probably around a seven, maybe topping Ish. out at an eight. Yeah. It, it probably depends on the deck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we've built really a nine. I mean, rush and, me yeah, could reach time. that maybe, but I don't even know if that's the nine. That's probably still an upper, like if you break down the percentage or not percentage into decimals, it'd be like an 8.5. Right. Maybe. Are we having this discussion now, or are we doing? Are we waiting? This is just a teaser, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Adam's excited. (laughs) I've drank three beers already. I mean, this is my first beer tonight. Uh, And then we have a a topic we haven't talked about for a while. Uh, We're throwing it in here, but I'm pretty sure Bash made the comments. Could have been Bill from Warberry. No, I got notes for Bash. Uh, So it's a list of don't kill. Don't kill him. That Jim Carrey would never say it like that. <laughs> uh, and then we also have cards that nullify. That's what I would call it. Which is a card which is more like a counterspell, but we're not... It's not a counterspell. Don't, know, don't no, you I know, dare say those But nullify is like a counterspell it's card. Not, but these cards it's aren't not counterspells. a counterspell. It just... It, I'm just... It cuts the nuts off of the card you're taking out. Yeah. It makes it so it's no longer anything. Should the list be called Nut Cutters? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. Here's our Nut Cutter. We could do that. <laughs> nut, nut Cutters! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in a, That's, uh, the an name old-timey episode, like, spoof movie. Down, nut Cutters? Nut All right. Cutter. Yeah. Nuts. We should have saved this one for Christmas then. Yeah. <laughs> Nutcutter. You got the. Uh, we could have done like the Nutcracker song, and then have a Nutcutter list. Like trans. By, tra- oh, Jesus. <laughs> trans- Jesus. Trans. Siberian. Uh, how is it? Trans Siberian Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Siberian. Isn't that the, the Nutcracker? Don't they I mean, do? They it? have a ton of songs. I know. It's not just like a one-song album. For sure. No. <laughs> it's like they're really good. They are. All right. Let's. Um, <laughs> Do other things. We're on Twitter. Yeah. <clears throat> Follow us on Twitter. I like how you get into Twitter. We're on Twitter. <laughs> you can check I, our, uh, what is, what's on our Twitter? I feel bad because we were, it was weird because uh, Calum talked about, we were at like number 69 oh, yeah. <laughs> followers. I don't know where we're at right now because we're over we're in the past. We're at 70, I think, yeah. on the nuts. Well, this is two weeks later. And we're going to cut that. Cut the uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but then we dropped down. I was like, oh, I can't mention it anymore. Now we've been like fluctuating. Now we're at 70. Now so we're, just, we're just toying with 69. I don't know. Yeah. Just I mean, we're just playing with it. on either side of 69. Whoa. It's like we're laying in the bed next to a 69. <laughs> but something happening. Hey, what's so, going on over there, guys? I was just... If you were, if you didn't want to join because we were at 69, you didn't want to fuck up the number, we're over. So just come on in <laughs> to the 69 Literally. plus As long people. as you don't have your nuts cut. How about, yeah, we're at 69 plus Twitter followers right now. So if you want to. Well, if you start adding our Twitter and then our YouTube. This crossover, people. Podbean. They, and yeah, I am a follower on each of those. So. <laughs> you count for one. So really we're at 69. One on each. <laughs> 
I follow a meme. That's, <laughs> uh, but I do not sharing with Adam. And uh, this last do... week's was the proxy week would be the Great Henge. Oh, you figured this out? Yeah, I already planned this ahead of time. <laughs> Bala! I wish you'd put that much work into the podcast. Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> Hey, last week's episode was a lot of notes I wrote. Actually, I have a you actually I have a lot of notes I, on this one no, too. Yeah, no, I mean you always <laughs> when I have time I can do it's it. It's a rip. I, I it's not real. <laughs> you don't need to take it like personal insult. It was I'm just, a sensitive flower, Larry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So proxy of the week on there. Also, you guys can follow us on YouTube or not follow, but you can subscribe. Yeah, I guess you, you follow <laughs> by doing that. But that's a free way to support the podcast. Uh, you can also see our videos. And then you'll ring the bell too. We don't, what? What does that mean? I don't know. I just watch YouTube and they're like subscribe and ring the bell. I, I don't know what they're doing for ringing the bell. Ring the I, is bell. that? A, oh, no, no, no. no. Ring Sorry. the bell. Yeah, now you're getting... That's like notifications, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, so we get to see the notifications when you're trying to come out? No, so they see the notif... I don't want to see my own notification. But yeah, if you want people to ring our bell... Yeah. So we see notification... Oh, hit my mic. Fucking... (laughs) (laughs) I'm spending the night and I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) Should I I have the cookies? Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, So this is the last week... As well before the end of October. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So if you're a patron, every dollar enters you into getting potentially a pack because we're fucking with you. (laughs) Yeah, because you might be a lucky ducky (laughs) and get the pack, but then you might lose it by some other lucky ducky. Unlucky ducky. You will be an unlucky ducky (laughs) if you don't get the pack. You gotta Would they be considered a gray duck? I mean well, there yeah. goes your combo bowl again. No. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, all we do on this is just rip each other. Like whenever we fuck not, up on we're something, very nice. <laughs> no, I know to each I'm other. Saying, whenever we fuck up on something or have a cum bubble in our throat, it's just pointing it out. No, you <laughs> just of... like seeing. You like saying oh, cum I... bubble, <laughs> and seeing it. I'm sure. I mean. <laughs> That's. It's just I'm not around in, for that. Ten minutes in, we got this. <laughs> I should mark this down as our funny spot, so I don't even have to look for it. Ten uh, minutes funny. <laughs> We're funny, and this is our opener. <laughs> we say nothing funny for the rest getting, of the hour and a half. Yeah. Now we can just be normal. Yeah. No, now we don't God. have to be funny Thank anymore. God. Yeah. Now you're getting a little uh, view behind the curtain. I. This is making it a little easier to find our funny spots because otherwise I have to listen to the whole. What if we're really funny? Have you ever thought about taking a funny spot and put it in a different episode and then fuck with them <laughs> oh. because they're looking for it and then it doesn't I have, happen? I have done it on the credits, like when I already have the music coming back in and it's the very last thing that we say, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the first thing. Okay, and then you also notice I've cut some up where it's been like, I. I've said this before, but I I remember maybe twenty five percent of what we do on the podcast, and then I re-listen. That's very new for me. Two weeks ago was pretty funny, like the bleeps. Yeah, no, I laughed my ass <laughs> off on that one. I really I was like oh bleep here. Oh bleep. man, we said this a lot. We said so many names and who dies. And it was just like <laughs> The Walking Dead. And then yeah, I, that was a good bit. <laughs> then I purposely like left part of the name in so you really could tell. You were purposely was, doing yeah. that. All right. I was like yeah, you can still hear it. 
All right, let's get into this week's actual episode. Okay, so we got you can Twitter, email we can email as well. Uh, if you want to sign up for Patreon, get the box. That'd be great. Yeah. So um, seriously, this is the last week. Jump in. If you it helps support us, become and a we'll eventually do something on November first. It won't count towards it for sure. So you have to get in before the end of the before month. Before H, I, I was gonna say April. <laughs> 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 going back in time uh but yeah so october then you get in that and then we will be doing a video for that you might be a lucky ducky and we'll send it out before the video comes because adam's <clears throat> very punctual on that oh man i hate you <laughs> all right let's get into this damn episode all right so we're gonna start off right off the bat how the fuck do we do power level i don't know we don't do power level that's where we're gonna discuss it currently so, when I sat down and tried to, like, think about how would you determine our power levels, I guess we, you got to start with a base point. First off, build a good deck. <laughs> Don't build a shitty deck. Oh, that's deck. pretty objective, though. But you know what I'm saying? Don't build a deck where you're lacking land. Don't build a deck where you don't have enough ramp. You don't have enough rocks. So, you don't have enough <laughs> card draw. I'm going to be mean here, but I wouldn't say that's a good deck. I would call it a competent deck. That's what it's, I'm saying. That's yeah, our starting point. I think point. you want a you're competent not, deck you're not where starting you're not a, fucking yourself. So if you are fucking yourself, that takes points off. So I think you'd go down to like a three or a four. You know, yeah. if you're just putting every card that you own and be like, well, they're the same color. I'm going to put these all together. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Now that you voice. are born 100 years ago. And yeah. you, you'd be a really extra, good newspaper. Extra. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or you're John Mulaney. Whatever. <laughs> that is kind of, when I was saying it, I was like, kind of sounded like John Mulaney. <laughs> That's funny that, uh, but you know how you hear yourself different? So I was like, ah, in my head, it sounded like John Mulaney yeah. there. Spider Ham is <laughs> his best character he's yeah. done. Spider Verse. Yeah, uh, you guys got to watch that movie. Okay, so, you're, so build a competent deck. What is, so since we're going to fuck ourselves on this, uh, what is where does a competent deck put you number wise? If we're going one through ten, like a lot of people do. So if you build uh, here, competent deck puts you at what? I put between a six and a seven. A six and a seven is a competent deck. I, What's a one? What's a one? Uh, putting every single card that you own in a deck, Justin, <laughs> and having twenty lands. Yeah, exactly. Just, just like shit. Just not. Shit you don't show. have a plan. You don't like. And the thing is, is. I put in here in general uh, the amount of land, like thirty uh, thirty four. I normally at thirty six, but thirty four to. And I go thirty eight. I was about to so, say yeah, th- thirty four to thirty eight lands. Um, you have enough mono rocks. You have enough. I know people that go like forty forty two plus rocks, and yeah. stuff like that. And add your mono rocks. Add your draw. Have an idea. Have a game plan to win. If you don't have a win con, if all it is is that you're just playing creatures. And hopefully these creatures can attack and you win the game. You need to have some way of winning. Then you get into the six or seven. If you just have a deck that is playing creatures, where threats. where do you put this year's pre-constructed decks? Let's see. We got to go back and think. Of uh, madness deck. Madness deck. So each of them had the theme. So you got madness. You got morph. You got populate, and you have. So I, I probably put the morph deck. At like a seven, I would think probably six or a seven. I put the others at fives probably. Okay, I think that's a good baseline to go off of. Is just going like the pre-constructed decks are roughly five to six. Yeah, and so <clears throat> there's something that you can sit down and look at and go, 
I can make that better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, one thing right off the bat, mana. So you have better mana that doesn't come into play tapped. You In, have... Improve the mana base. I think lowering the land count is better as well. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes those come with 40 plus. Yeah, to make like sure 40, that you... 40, 42. And so I'm able to normally take out two to six land depending on what's going on. So build a competent deck. You're starting at a base level. Oh, let's go with five to six instead of six to seven. Um, I think we said five to six. I had six to seven. I'm going to fuck that up. Okay, so competent deck, five to six. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm saying it. For our decks... What they make pre-constructed is semi-competent. Yeah, so we'll just say with that five to six range. How to increase your levels, your power levels, it determines a couple things. Um, A lot of things, actually. Oh, there's a lot of different variants. I don't know. What do you think would be the most important thing? The tutors, the infinite combos, the, I, I think the winning turn, win turn. That, let's start with that one. Yeah, win turn, I think. Okay. Is How important. many turns do you normally take to win? If your deck normally can win on turn three to five, that, you're pretty competitive. Yeah, you're raising your level from that six range up to a nine, eight, nine, or ten range. If you can win yeah. between three and five on a consistent basis, that's a pretty damn competitive that's, deck. Yeah, in. Um, and I, and I would put win quotation marks with like locking down the board as well. Mm -hmm. So like if you have essentially won and then people need to give up or just play uh, it out until they die. (laughs) Yeah. If if you have essentially won by turn three to five, you're a competitive deck and you're, we're, we're marking that at basically 10. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. That's your first determining factor of, okay, how, how can, where, where where's my number uh how many t- turns does it normally take me to get this thing done oh i get it done on turn four almost you know 90 percent of the time 75 percent of the time you're looking at a nine to ten if no. you're I, I think if you're win on turn between five and ten i still think i still think that is very competitive that's almost above what we 10 when we get to that eight <clears throat> To like fifteen ranges, where our I, I would our agree de- with that. That's a, that's roughly where we're at is eight to fifteen. So if you're between five and ten, increase your level one to two. I, I think you would go up to a. If you're thinking, well, I would go reverse on that. Like, so if you're go eight to nine level. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go up so, to an eight or nine. Sorry, I meant increase your level from our six to seven to an gotcha eight right. to a nine. Yeah, that's exactly. It. But. Ours, where we like to have ours fall in, is between that eight and. I'm a I I like a seven or eight. I think. Um, no, no, no. I mean, win con when you win the game, seven. Uh, or eight. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. turns. We're now we're getting all our numbers uh, mixed up. Uh, how many? Turn, wait, what? <laughs> okay, probably why <laughs> other casts don't do numbers. So um, okay, so win turn. I'm roughly probably maybe. <laughs> 15 ish 10 to 15 i think good games i like to get over 10 turns of everybody getting a chance to get around 10 turns and then yeah you know but we normally get a lot further than that and that's Mm -hmm. those are fun Mm -hmm. games for me uh and so that's again we don't raise our power level that much because we try to keep those games and and in the past we've told stories about like we uh, we played 
uh, kitchen table where games, three-person games would take 20 minutes. We knew who basically won, and we just play it out. Yeah. And that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So winning a game as fast as possible isn't necessarily our goal. And again, that's where the 10s are trying to get the game over with as quick as mm-hmm. possible. And making a deck with a goal is important. So if you want to make a deck that's just shitty to play against and you want... like. I don't think those are bad decks to build. It's okay to have one or two in your arsenal that just make it horrible to play against or really quick. I don't have any problem. It's just playing them multiple times and having the same outcome. That's the part that's boring for an opponent. Exactly, yeah. Um, And so having that variance, like not as powerful of a deck... I like to shoot for that seven or eight mm-hmm. level. Level. And not level, turns. Not turns. <laughs> and so thusly, 10 to 15. Yeah. And once it gets beyond 15 to 20, like if you're 20 plus turns, fuck, you're there all night. You yeah. get like two games in. Uh, so like that's, that's the important thing to talk about too is like just timing mm-hmm. of a game. You want to get a couple games in. Yeah. And so having <laughs> something that's too weak. That's the crazy thing is we'll play... For 12 hours, and we'll get five games maybe at the most. Yeah, and that, I think that's appropriate. But mm-hmm. like when when we were playing the Commander decks, uh, I played two games in six hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's that's at five to six level range with the pre decks. So that it takes not a move. lot longer, your turns. Yep. Yeah. They were still fun games, yeah. though. That, I'll give them that. But like, I would have liked one more game in there mm-hmm. so i i want to game you wanted you wanted that level to, to go up to one or two spots yep. there to be able to and so like out. just timing of a game and when you can win i think is really important when you're gauging how good your deck is um and there's other variables in there as well yeah so then i think the next topic i guess we will we go with tutors you think is the next we can thing? talk about tutors yeah so i think tutors is a pretty important part to building competitive decks yeah very competitive uh as you guys know we don't try to play with many tutors anymore yeah. we, we, we used, used to. to because that made your deck so consistent if you had your idea of this is the deck and this is what i wanted to do and this is how i win use your tutors to get to that spot you, yep. you get it a lot more consistent uh, we have now removed it to make it more random. Then at that point, you're building a deck that more cards work together to get you to that end goal. The synergy needs to be there, and yeah. like, and that that's a whole thing. Like the commander being a sing- singleton format, you are doing that be so that it is for me personally now philo- philosophically is I'm doing it to have more variance in different games Mm -hmm. and so tutors what they do is they lower the variance within a game like you're saying you can have a pretty repeatable game where it's like oh i went and searched for this and i got this and this is how i won yep next game did this this same thing like how is it going to be different yeah and and so that's what creates more competitiveness is the consistency of decks Mm -hmm. that i think that's a big part of it and just being at mi Am I able to get the same thing that I want every time? There's a big difference when you're talking about competitive EDH if you're within a play group. Yeah. And so that that's, a, I think, a really important part is are you playing within your play group? Mm-hmm. Um, which can really fuck with your numbers as well when it comes to power level. How I kind of broke it down and Larry and I talked beforehand, kind of discussed as we can kind of go through it here but having zero to three tutors in your deck we have we still have tutors but they aren't like 
necessarily your vampiric tutor exactly we, idyllic tutor demonic tutor demonic any tutor. of those kind of tutors it's normally like a creature that fits in with the theme that goes to search for not any card it's a specific like you know whatever a specific yeah, spe- thing and so like an example is last week for or two weeks ago kenrith deck i talked about zero the enchanter being able to go and work up enchantments and like tutoring for it it's for mana you got to attack with it there are certain types of limitations on it it's not just instant speed put it on top you're going to draw it next turn and it's going to be whatever you need it to be they like, can get killed that turn <clears throat> yeah it, you need somebody can wrath in that turn going ah, i can't have zero going and so there's more reaction time to it uh and so that i think there are conditional tutors that i think you know that lowers your power mm-hmm. level i think like a, uh, what is it? Runescar Demon is a good one sure, to use. That's a because seven mana five five exactly. flyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, go search for any card. You're not going to really cast it that turn. Where it's different, where you demonic tutor, you're tapping to searching for the card, being able to play it that turn. More and than likely, do if, it, if it's like an answer card, like ah, I got to go and get uh, Armageddon, just fuck everybody's yeah. land and Kalia, and then just go ah, I'll win this game, yeah. right? <laughs> fuck you, fuckers. Fuck you. <laughs> so uh, zero to three tutors. I put we put as. No change to your level. So I, I think it's acceptable yeah. to have roughly three might be borderline, which right. is the outside. But yeah, like that's probably okay to have. So you're still sitting at a six to a seven as your your deck level. But then when you start getting to that four to five range, you up your level one to two. And then if you have five or more tutors in your deck, you're raising your deck level two to three. So you're looking yeah, at you're a eight or a nine because then you're you're. You're getting what you want to get, what your deck is tuned to do, which kind of goes hand in hand with well, what we actually. What are we talking about first? It was the the turn three, so it yeah. gets you your combo to happen, your game winning, much sooner than previously thought. That was the. the <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I I broke down. I broke there. So yeah, tutors they increase your level a lot. How much of that did you just cut? <laughs> a lot of cut out there. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, tutors and, and going with like tutors, it it ups the consistency, mm-hmm. like we're talking about. The thing that I think we're at a level of, we we still want a consistent deck, and we've talked about having proper land, having having proper ramp, and so that you're able to play things um, that you want on a, at a proper time. And so that that's where we've talked, you know, land, tutors are, are above that, but consistency is a huge part of Commander because when you're in a four-person game and one person's fucking themselves because their deck isn't working, <clears throat> that that turns into a three-person game with one you just got to get it. rid of 40 Which line. that one person, some a lot of times, ends up winning the game because everybody leaves them the fuck alone and then all of a sudden... Huzzah! Yeah. I win! Yeah, Because <laughs> everybody else beat sometimes. up on each other. But, I mean, sometimes it's just like when you were, uh, you, you told the story of your Tolsmere deck, where you only hit two lands and 11 draws. Mm. And, I mean, you still sat around and you did fucking jack shit. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's more common than the person that, do, they're not doing anything, but they're hitting their land drops. Yeah, because then you're able to actually do something later because you're actually getting land. Yeah, for sure. So that's a big difference between somebody that's fucking themselves and just not doing anything. Yeah. Um, And so again, consistency and where we're at is having like a synergy that propels yourself towards an end game. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think another thing that, again, we don't do this one, or if we end up doing this, sometimes it's by accident, but how many infinite combos do you have? Yeah. Uh, I put on here, if we have one, I put it raises your level one, but I don't think, I think we kind of talked about beforehand, I don't think that really raises it, because we do come across that we're, we're playing the deck, Accidental. we didn't realize we had it in there, and I don't necessarily think it raises your level, but when you start getting two to three i would say that raises your level this is what i think can raise your level the quickest sure i think it's yeah more powerful than tutors just having infinite, infinite combos, combos that are just going to win you the game so you two to three in there raise your level two time two levels so you're at like an eight or a nine or an eight and then if you have four more fuck you <laughs> <laughs> well and like I almost always actively take them out when I realize yep. it. The only the only deck that I know of that has an essentially a win combo in it is my Yogmoth deck. And that's with like Dralf's Messenger and it comes back into play with a one one counter on it. I sacrifice a creature to take that one one counter off of it. Sacrifice Dralf's Messenger, comes back into play, and like you just rotate stuff and I don't even know if that's infinite. Depend. You got to have a couple more in there. Yeah. And so I think that's another thing that we want to talk about is how many how pieces. Many, how many pieces are you looking at to get your win con? So if you're looking at only two pieces to get your combo to go to win the game, that raises your level quite a bit. I mean, mm -hmm. you you mm -hmm. probably jump your level two to three levels just by only having two pieces. Now, if you start getting, you need three or four or five. I think that only brings your level up one or two spots if you even if that because if you're looking at four yeah. i mean somebody just destroys one of those four and you're whole, you don't have it yeah unless you have some type of recursion or protection or uh but i agree with you like if it's a four i think if it's a four plus it doesn't combo, affect anything but i think if you're between it might if, even make it worse as if there's not synergy within your deck within mm -hmm. those pieces individually yeah like it might actually make just your deck worse mm -hmm. But if you're uh, having two card combos that win you the game, that increases your deck so much. You but, you go from the six seven range, and you're having two card. Like if, if you had multiples in there, I mean that gets you up to a nine or a ten easily. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at four infinite combo two cards, especially <laughs> if it works with your commander. Yeah. If it's working off of your commander, because that's a yes. consistent because it will piece. always be there. Yeah. And you're you're just going okay. I'm going to be able to play this, and that's one reason why Oathbreaker is like a questionable thing. That's where you have a planeswalker and a, a signature spell. Mm -hmm. Is like people just sit down and go, I want this combo. planeswalker and I combo. want this spell because it's going to be combo and it's going to win me the game. Like sure, but that's not really fun or interactive. Or some people go for that though. That's at ten level. Yeah. And so sometimes you can just find those cards that interact with um, your commander that make it super super powerful. Like um, I know this isn't infinite or anything, but gave Guru's spores and Cathar's crusade. That just because that um, what's the uh, the first one? Gave Guru's spores. It comes in play with five counters on it you can pay one to take one off to put a spore counter on oh, it oh because then you get then boom 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 get a cathar's counter, counter yeah. or cathar's crusade puts a one one counter on all your creatures which would put that counter back on so Guru you just keep spores, removing it and it just that's the reason why i don't play cathar's crusade is because i had that in that deck and i just went okay token 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 pay one token 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 or counter 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 
and then it just took me 20 minutes to do a turn and go, okay, attack with the creatures that I have. Mm. And then they were at the board. And I went, it, I just fucking tapping one that. to remove it? It tapes, yeah. Oh, tap yeah. One it's to pay the, it's it. the so you, commander, it's, right? It's, again, not infinite. Yeah. There's but a it's, stop to it's it. It's super but powerful it's once they're on, <laughs> on board. It's time consuming. Yeah. Um, and so there, there are slower... Con- you're not going infinite combos, but... I think you got to read the board when it comes to certain types of combos and how you're winning the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a big difference between Crater Hoof Behemoth, not a combo, but it comes down and you, if everybody goes, ah, I think they're overreacting. <laughs> I, there's just, okay, game over, move yeah. on. Um, but if you have a combo, uh, like when I was playing you and Tyson and I had... Uh, Enlightened Master. It's Jeskai, red, white, blue, attack, reveal the top four cards, and then you can play non-creature spells for free. It's a Planeswalker now. God damn it. Uh, But it doesn't matter. So, and I was extra turns and extra attack steps. Oh, yeah. And you guys, I could see the white of your eyes because you're rolling your eyes so hard. And then you just start talking. And you're like, you done yet? No, I'm still going. Like, that's a shitty way to win. I did it one time, took the deck apart, and went, that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, not saying that if that's fun for somebody else, great. Mm. But also there's a difference between those kind of combos. That was one of the <clears throat> the points I was going to say is how controlling oppressive is your deck. That's another... I don't know if that we can add, like, a level to that. That's just more of, like... It's a pain level. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pain it's, level one to five. Do like you want to play doctor. with your friends anymore because yeah. they might not want to play with you, and that's why I stopped playing. Um, what's her name? Rashmi. Because yeah. people just I was playing on everybody else's turn, and I was just like, all right, this I can tell people are annoyed with it. Same mm-hmm. thing you were mm-hmm. just saying with that. When um, when you can tell your opponents are annoying and you're not just straight winning the game, yeah, that is, in my opinion, just really that's what your biggest problem is with uh, Cyclonic Rift is when somebody doesn't win the game after casting it. For sure. I have no problem with Cyclonic Rift if you're just winning, if you're killing a person or two. Mm -hmm. Great. If you're just saving your ass it's like, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing this? Uh, But okay, so that I I don't know if the controlling or making uh, oppressive is really an ad level that's just a dick thing to do. (laughs) Uh, And then I I also wrote in here, like, how interactive is your deck if someone destroys one of your pieces? We kind of talked about that a little bit before, but are you a glass cannon? Can can you? I did it again. (laughs) You did it. Cannon. Uh, where they destroy a piece of your, your plan, does it just foil everything? That. That can make that can actually make your deck go down and uh, your power level and everything. Like if you're really depending on five cards working together mm-hmm. and one one gets d- destroyed and it no longer works and you have no way of winning, well then you actually lose power level. I think in yeah, the deck. Yeah, and so like, uh, Besh posted a deck list that I sat down to look at as Jory of the Weatherlight, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was essentially a combo deck. I'm fucking flipping my notebook, <laughs> uh, but. I kind of looked through it and I gave, you know, a couple suggestions, but it, it looked pretty tight. And then he was like, oh, I got this combo, this combo. He had five different combos that were like two and three piece combos. I was like, holy shit. 
because again, I'm not looking for that, so I don't really recognize yeah. it at this point. But I was like, this is, uh, in my mind, if you're doing that consistently, that's a highly competitive deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're talking nine ten. So that's, say, that's what, what you that rate was at. it with it. Yeah. My problem is I can't look at a deck and just go, oh, that's super powerful. I got to play through it. Like I, it I need that together. physicalness yeah. and just be like. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Like that's smooth, or it's kind of like I was last week when I was talking about the adventure deck. There's a huge difference between Athreos, Dromar, and um, what I ended up with with Ravos and Thrasios. Like those two felt r- way better than the other two mm-hmm. with the the com- uh, power combined level. ones. Yeah, power level just felt better, felt more smooth, and just like a well-oiled deck. I think puts you above a six or seven, mm-hmm. you know, a five or seven. Like a well-oiled deck is seven or eight. Yeah. Depending on how well you know your deck. Because mm-hmm. I think that also increases the power level of your deck is when you know how to play the deck. You know how, you know, <clears throat> when you're talking about tutors, playing a deck is important. So if somebody picked up your deck and you have a bunch of tutors in it, and they go, "What do I get? What do I go for? Yeah, what yeah. do I go for? Well, go get that." Yeah, they wouldn't have known that. That so that lowers the power level of a deck when a person doesn't, doesn't know, know exactly. how to play their deck. Yeah, what they need to go get to make this work and this <clears throat> yep. work. Yeah, and so that's a big thing is just knowing your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, in my opinion, if you just know your deck and it's well oiled, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is working. This is working. You're doing something from turn three on." That that puts you at a seven in my mind, mm-hmm. a six or you know a six, six or seven, or seven. De- yeah. depends on how again how powerful how supported it is within the mechanics, um, but that would put you at a six or a seven that you're it's a competent deck that should be fun to play and so that that's randomly apart <laughs> of what we're talking about. No, it it makes sense. One one thing that you mentioned to me before we when we were kind of discussing it too was the. It also kind of can depend on your commander as well. For sure. Uh, depending on if your commander is one that probably is only coming out once a game, uh, that isn't really changed your power level. But if you have a commander that's meant to come out or it synergizes with your deck, really dependent on your commander, you always have access to that. Yeah, you might have to do the commander tax, but you always have access to your commander. You have ways to protect them. Uh, if you depend on that quite a bit, that can increase your level of your deck a couple spots as well. And and I would just like when we're talking about that just think about the cards that or the commanders that have that strike that fear within a community. Atraxa. Atraxa, Zerthian Channer, just stuff there you're like I fucking hate playing against mm. it. And that that can be um one reason why I think other podcasts but we're brave enough to fight against it is <laughs> if not wanting to actually put numbers Give to numbers. things is because everything is objective yes with it's really hard to know how powerful a deck is if you have depends on how big your play group is how many people you're playing how consistent it is and then also at the same time if everybody knows you're playing that deck which is where the commander comes in they're going man that's a fucking really good commander we're going to target you mm-hmm. that almost lowers your power level because you're targeted right from the bat. You're targeted right at the bat. Yeah, because yeah. you have to have answers for that, and you probably don't. Because you, 
I mean, you do. It's hard to fight yeah, against when you're three against different three people, people. It, as long as it's competent mm-hmm. and nobody's getting mana screwed. And like there, there are a lot of different variables when it comes to power level. Of that's attack. why people cast other places don't actually put a number to it. We're trying yeah, to put a number. We're to trying it. to, and I feel like we're doing an excellent <laughs> job. Uh, I, one thing I just thought of that isn't on any of our list, and we mm. kind of discussed it a little bit beforehand, but really didn't go into it. Uh, your mana is a big thing with this. If you're, if you have all the tap lands or you don't have, you know, fetches and you don't have this, sure. if you don't have that, I think you take off one or two points off For of sure. your, I think that's For one sure. of the biggest things that can drop your deck. <clears throat> if you have consistent mana with all the, the necessary things, the dual lands, the shock lands, the fetch lands that, that can increase your level one or two spots. One thing that I I was playing around with with the Dromar deck, Adventure deck, and I kind of pushed that into the four-color version, which I feel like I could soup up the mana a little bit, but I think there's enough basic land stuff, like when it comes to fetches, that it becomes good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Fable Passage, you have the one from Modern uh, Horizons. Vista. Yeah, Ash Barrens. Uh, and then evolving wilds terramorphic expanse i think like normally i like to fi- run five fetches within a three color there's so many different fetches now that you can run and so i think it's really nice that they've done that basic land support mm-hmm. that i think it 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 brings it might not be like fetch shocks dual level but it's not much further below it yeah and so I think those are cards that you really should be going out if you don't want to get your fetches and duels and stuff like that. There's a reason why they keep printing Evolving Wilds and <laughs> Terramorphic Expanse. Those are cards you need to have in there if you don't have the actual fetches. For sure. Because For you sure. need to be able to... Even if you're playing two colors. If you're playing one color, don't get those. You don't really need to go search for and land. again, depends. It helps it, thin I out mean, your deck, yeah. but it, I wouldn't but play Sometimes it. you need a shuffle effect. Yeah. Um, but it, you don't yeah. very often commander do two, one color yeah, because yeah. you Depends get, on how much you're drawing yeah. and stuff like that. But So I think overall, if we kind of broke this all down, how, how quick you win the game typically is probably one of the number one factors of increasing or decreasing your deck. I think land is right up there. How your mana is, is one of the biggest things that can decrease and increase a I power think, level. Yeah. You know. Your power level. Um, Cause honestly having a land come into play tapped and you gain one life does stupid. nothing. <laughs> it's so it stupid. does nothing. And it has no other, it doesn't have any of the other land in it. It's not a plains in a forest. It's just comes into play tapped with the life. but i i don't know i think those two are one of the most important things your tutors are the next thing infinite combos uh what else we talk about high synergy puts you at controlling oppressiveness uh one thing that i want to bring up like and this is like intermediate but like uh when you're when we've talked about like those game winning cards where do you think that would put your deck if you're if you're kind of packing those uh really important staples like cyclonic rift uh crater of behemoth like they're basically game winners yeah but they're not infinite combos they're not you know it's not a tutor um but they're really really powerful where where would you put that on a scale of like 
when we're talking about like tutors. If you have zero to three, so what that uh, I guess it kind of goes into what we talked about in the beginning. I think that brings your deck down to a five. Like you don't have a way to win, and that brings you back to your pre-cons in a way. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have the cyclonic rift or the. If you don't have those, if you don't have those, it brings you down. If you don't have a win con, if you have no way of, I and like you said, cyclonic rift, you should be winning the game when you play cyclonic Mm -hmm. rift. Uh, Creative behemoth, you should be winning the game when you play that. If or turning the tides of yeah. some type. If you don't have those in your deck, if you have no way that this one card is going to make you win, not win the game, but like you just said, turn the tides, I think that brings your power level down. I think you come down to a five, you sure. know, uh, a pre-con deck. Um, I still and, think the morph deck was a little bit higher, and I think they always kind of do that. They have one deck that stands out as... <laughs> I don't think they do it on purpose. No, 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 but we typically find, like, I, I felt the year before was the Sahili deck. Like, if you switched it to Sahili... No, Sahili was the main one, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, in in my opinion, that was the yeah, better deck. That was the best, the best one out of the five. Four. And I would, I would probably consider Sahili a seven. Seven or an eight. That was a solid deck. Well, I take that back. Seven between seven and six, switch out the lands and it goes to an eight. Sure, yeah, yeah, totally agree with that part. And like the the year before, which was like Edgar and Ur Dragon, those were really solid. Edgar was decks the freaking. Well. Oh yeah, and the dragon was pretty yeah. powerful too. Cats, <laughs> <laughs> wizards were, eh. they were okay. The, the precon version was, eh, but yeah. Inala souped up was pretty solid. But again, uh. So I think there are a lot of different variations. And one thing that we probably haven't talked about is just, like, the play group. Yeah. Um, that, that, again, power level is, like, an objective part. I think that's what most casts lean on the crutch of this part, of this part is they go, see what your play group is, and then go yeah. by your level there. And I mean, I guess that's the easy way to <clears throat> say it, but it is true. Go off of... If you're dominating every single time, <laughs> it's not fun for other people. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Did we talk about it beforehand or is this on the cast where you hmm. said you may be playing and you feel like, oh, yeah, your deck's awesome and it kicks ass here. And you think it's like a nine or oh, a ten. That was off. Yeah. And then you get to a different play group and you realize, nope, this shit's only like a six. You yeah. Know? And I think that's where like when we're talking about these specific things like tutors, fetches, uh, infinite combos, like. If you're not running these things, you're not a 9 or 10, mm-hmm. even if you're winning all the games within your play group. Mm-hmm. And so That's a good point. Um so if you're winning all the games in your play group, again, know that your your level is with in the play group. Mm-hmm. And it's really objectively hard to know where you're at depending on how big your play group is. Um and so if you're winning most of your games or the arch enemy of most of your games, um, as, as I jokingly say, I am in ours, I get out in the wild. I'm probably shit, you know, depending on where I go, because I know objectively I'm not running tutors. I'm yeah, not doing infinite, that stuff. Yeah. And so knowing out there, you can just get trounced. Like you need to know that. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we're doing here. Like, I know if I go out and get trounced, I go, oh, infinite combo. All right. Yeah. I understand that. And I just, it's hard to compete against that. And I got to know who I'm playing playing against at that point. No, like, okay, they have this combo piece out. I got to remove it. If I don't have it, I'm fucked with the combo. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and sometimes you just don't know that. Uh, and so it's, it's experience. I know if I get out there, I could be in a lot of trouble. Well, yeah, I think we, we purposely, I mean, taking all those tutors is kind of a big thing, you know, um, mm-hmm. purposely not having infinite and, and combos. Even, We're not even, trying to win that quick. Even dropping tutors hurts you against combo because you don't when, have an answer for somebody else. Going yeah. You off. can't just go and search for that, that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what that has done, I, I will say a little differently. And I, I think you do the same. You do tend to put more answers in your deck so that you potentially come across them more often. Like you, whereas before yeah. I'd maybe it would only, I'd have half the amount I have because I was able to tutor and go find it, you know, and be like, Oh, in a pinch, I have this demonic tutor and I'm going to go get my cyclonic rift or something like that. Uh, whereas now I put a little bit, maybe one, not one, two to three more answers, removals, in the deck than I normally would. You're essentially replacing your tutors with answers. With removal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to think about that. I'm not sure if I consciously, like, did a switch or anything like that. No, and I didn't necessarily, but I was thinking about as we were talking about I'm like, I do have a little bit more... I've said it before. I try to have an answer for everything, at least one, Mm -hmm. and then I try to get up to that close to 10 range of removing stuff um whereas if i had tutors i knew i could go find that card if it was a you know the thing that would actually help us with cyclonic rift or whatever i need to find so i don't know um tutors help a lot i think that's they do yeah just the consistency and if not finding the answers they're they're i mean i miss playing with them but i love the randomness of how we play now Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm I would agree. We talk a lot. We are at 50 minutes. <laughs> we talk a lot. <laughs> uh, what's Is there anything else you want to talk about with the power I'm, level? I'm reading my notes that this week or last week I talked about are hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, high synergy. Fetches. Oh, well-supported mechanics. Oh, well-supported mechanics versus not. <clears throat> I think when you are talking about something like populate i know that we talked about like there's only 16 populate cards back mm-hmm. during uh commander i was like wow it's not going to be really supported it's going to be more like a token deck and that's what it was it's more like a token deck and tokens are well supported anointed procession doubling season parallel lives there's plenty of cards that make tokens so like Avenger Zenikar is one of the pinnacle token makers, but you can find other token makers if you don't want to spend that kind of money and yada yada, and you know, on and on and on. But when you come to like a madness deck or a morph deck like they did this year, it's like you have to have the good ones mm-hmm. and they're still under a dollar. You know what I mean? Like there's just not that many good ones. You don't have that interchangeability. You don't have that... Uh, Pretty much budget aspect. the deck has to be built this way to it's make very it good. Similar. And yeah. everybody's deck is going to look very close, minus five to ten cards. Get and does that even out. make it good? Yeah. Um, and so, like, people know you can go, there's, you know, ten different token decks that are very powerful that you can do that with. But there's only, like, two morph decks. Mm-hmm. Two or three. Three now. 
um, they, they're they very small variations because you just don't have the, the card pool to play with. And unless it's a really powerful mechanic, it's just not going to be as good as something that's well-supported. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's why when we were talking about uh, Atraxa last week, you're like, oh, that's inherently a good card. But that's because Proliferate can be used in so supporting. many different things yeah you can do in, it minus one minus one counters plus one plus one counters planes walkers, walkers yeah, experience counters you can do <laughs> poison counter like the just a ton of different ways that it is supported hmm. and so when you're playing with something Except that if isn't you play red <laughs> if you're not supported you're not having the variation you're not having the different ways of playing it and you might not be having the powerful mechanic mm-hmm that can really focus you on a deck. So that's something else to be thinking about when you're trying to make figure out what your power level of a deck is. How many other tools you can use to help. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was a good uh, discussion about power level. Hopefully that helps you guys figure out your power level of your deck. Basically, tutors, infinite combos, what your commander is. Land base. Land. Land is very, I, in my opinion. Game winners. I'd put that towards the top of land. Oh, increasing your deck, increasing your deck level. I think is the best way. Hmm. Um, just because that allows you to do it in different decks, and also just being able to play your deck. And why is that? Because you can make proxies. <laughs> I mean, if you hang out with us, yeah. <laughs> eventually you see so, proxies I mean, you like there, there are definitely a lot of different angles that you can look at the power level of your deck and figure out where you're at mm-hmm. and not objectively so all right should we move into don't kill him she touched my leg okay kill him all right kill i guess him. that's your sounder isn't it yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a real thing like that okay so we uh, want to talk about, I think, uh, again, Besh kind of brought this up a little bit. It was a while ago, and I was like, I got to find my list. I found my list. <laughs> and it is a list of cards don't to not kill. Don't to not kill. Don't to not kill, <laughs> don't, which is kill. Don't to not kill. Double negatives. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on, give me a second. I got a drink. So, I was just joking. You could have talked. No. I was just keeping track of. All right. Um, so, right here, what we're talking about is just cards that have kind of death triggers that are pretty good that you should consider. Because there's a lot of wraths that happen, and sometimes you want a little bit of value that are coming out of it. I think a lot of this is, and we're going to talk about nullifying that. Uh, and also the nut cutters. The nut cutters. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about that, but besides the nut cutters, exiling is the other way to get rid of any For of sure. these. This is the way to get rid of yeah. these. Otherwise, do not destroy. Do not kill. Yeah, try not to kill them because you're giving your opponents an advantage or play them because you know there's a lot of wraths or spot removal and you want some of that advantage. So what's one of the, the top ones that we want to talk about? All right, so the first off... Uh, not in order. <laughs> Let's not say first off. <laughs> uh, worm coil engine. Yeah, that dies. 
Yeah, it dies. You don't. They don't have a six-six death touch lifelink, but they have a three-three death touch and a three-three lifelink. That's pretty solid. And then they and might it, actually be able to bring that six-six back at some point. Probably, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I mean, there's a. <laughs> I'd I'd play uh, reanimation with that. I think the only way you want to kill this is if, like, you kind of just mentioned before, is if you know there's another board wipe behind it. Sure, that's a really good point. But again, a lot of these. You should be playing, like if you're in a white deck, you're playing uh, Path to Exile, Swords of Plowshare. That's that exile part. Yep. Adam already said it, so I should shut up. <laughs> yeah, all these are exile. Get them out. It, Not them all exile. of them, but well, I'll specify when yeah. we, we can. All right, next one. Uh, Sensei's Divining Top. This one is impossible to kill unless you have split second. So Crows and Grip is the only spell you should be targeting Otherwise, Sensei's Divining Top with. Don't be a dummy and go, I destroy that, that, and that, and think that you're actually getting rid of it because you aren't. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to tap. I'm going to draw a card and put this on top of my library. It does not <laughs> kill it. So don't try and kill it. Just say, it fuck happens. it. I give it up. It still happens I all know. the time. It happens a lot. The only time um, they almost somebody almost got me. So there's a green colorless instant everybody sacrifices an artifact or enchantment and they did it like two and two or three and i had soul ring and sensei's divining oh top you got play. rid of your soul ring i i just got rid of the soul ring and i somebody was like oh that's surprising i was like why i'd take top over it yeah definitely. most of the time depending on what's in the hand obviously but if i if i already seen the top and i know that i got one or two lands to pick from i i think i'm fine with it so uh yeah just don't, don't even target it don't fuck it with it <laughs> yeah that's why it's uh one of the top cards to put in your deck uh the next batch is gonna be it's a a grouping of incarnations i love um, when people kill mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you got hatred you have filth you have brawn you have wonder and you have the white one that doesn't count valor but it does, that gives uh, actually you have glory as well, glory. which is weird that yeah. white have or white has two. Um, so valor gives first strike. A hole. <laughs> Gross, <laughs> or not, whatever you're into. <laughs> uh, but glory depends on what I feel like tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's a rare one. The only rare one that I know of. Uh, when it's in the graveyard, you can pay white to colorless, give your creatures protection from whatever color. That one's you pretty want. sweet. That was yeah. actually a spec from for Bre- sure the Jewish version. Was that Bash? No. Should who? I have said that? The Jewish. <laughs> Hebrew. It's Hebrew. <laughs> oh, boy. Cu- can you cut that? <laughs> Please? Uh, yeah, those are all really good because I always... I've, I use Filth. I use the in the, the blue one. In, wonder. That gives wonder? flying yeah. when it's in... So, essentially, these creatures are meh for four mana, but when they're in the graveyard, they give either haste or trample or swamp walk or flying or first strike... And then glory gives protections. So if they're sitting on board, you don't really. Yeah, they're gonna attack you with it. Take the damage. You for sure. Yeah, or or sit back and just be like, attack me with your two plus power creatures, and then you're like, nah, that's all right. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you're the one that has it. Yeah, if you're the one that has it. And so that's kind of almost more of how I look at this list of don't kill. It's like, I'm going to play these so that you don't want to kill them. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of the time with this, these incarnations, I almost don't want them in play unless I have to. Mm-hmm. And just 
somehow discard them into my graveyard or have a sack outlet or something like that. Uh, next grouping, the Kamigawa Dragons. Uh, Evening Star. And that is Kakusho? Kakusho. When so, it dies, every opponent loses five life, and you gain that much life. Uh, the green one is getting counters. The that's blue, like the worst one. Why'd you? The blue one is taking a creature. Yeah. The red one is damage. Five damage to all non non flying creatures. And then what else do we have? Black. <sighs> no, oh, white. I already did black. White is tapping down five permanents, that's right. and then somebody skips an untap step. Yeah. Um, these creatures you don't want going to the graveyard. Also already have it on the list but i forgot to mention this not only does exile work when you're working with these creatures you don't want to die but also graveyard exiling so like uh ley line of anticipation no, no that's, that's the, the blue, blue one. one uh the black one yeah you know void ley line of the void or rest in peace so those cards creatures or anything doesn't they don't enter the graveyard they are just exiled automatically so they won't trigger their abilities exactly so if you're hating that kind of thing you can add in that type of thing uh graveyard hate not thing (laughs) uh next one is voice of resurgence that is the green white one and if you kill it you get it, it makes an XX. It's as yeah. strong as how many creatures you have. Yeah. And then uh, also whenever somebody plays a spell on your turn, you get to also make a token uh, of as of many creatures as you control. Yeah. So it's not... I don't think this one's played a whole ton in Commander. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Um, but if you're playing against Control that likes to play on different people, like it'd be decent against your Rashmi deck. Yeah. You know, when you're playing two, three spells, and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll take my tokens. So I think that one's a bit more meta-dependent and or like a token deck. It's probably pretty solid on a, that Populate deck that was created. Mm-hmm. So um, that one's a little bit more specific. Uh, the next one is the Rectors. The Rectors. Your Rector? Yeah. Uh, Arena and Academy Rector. So Arena goes and finds oh, yeah, a Planeswalker, yeah, 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 yeah. and Academy goes and out. finds an enchantment whenever they die. Um, so they're pretty similar in that regard. But Which, they're similar to what you have on here, too, is Pattern of Rebirth. Yeah, so whenever a creature dies, you get to go, or whenever that, that creature. creature goes and you just go and find the most powerful creature enchantment Planeswalker in your deck. You know, you go find Karn or Ugin with Academy Rector. Nope with arena rector (laughs) uh the problem with these is you see them on board if the person built the deck right they have a way to sack it but you don't want to help them along and if they if you don't obviously see that there's a a sack way on board don't help them yeah don't help them so like there's uh there's a time i remember i had academy rector in play and it was in my crab and regna deck from bottle battle bond so you can pay a black sacrifice a bunch of creatures I couldn't. I, I stalled at four man. I couldn't play Crav. I just sat there. I'm pretty sure somebody ex- exiled Academy Rector. I was like, God oh, damn God. it! <laughs> and so, like, sometimes if it stalls out a little bit, it gives somebody enough time to find that exiling uh, trigger to not give you that um, 
that ability because they're like i don't want you to go find yeah for whatever sure. enchantment that you're trying to go and it's get. the tutoring aspect of it yeah uh and then value creatures you have solemn simulacrum yeah. thag, thrag tusk and uh another thing is the new tasa that you built just go through that deck i think and that you can find a lot of value creatures that are small maybe unimportant that we don't want to necessarily talk about but um that give you value like a one one or a two two mm-hmm. when the creature dies um and so I, I think you just want to go look through a taste of deck on that regard. Um, so just take my deck and just go through and be like, kill that, don't kill that, don't kill that. Yeah, or, you know, again, find exiling things mm-hmm. that happen. Uh, Ugin's Nexus is an artifact from Khan's block. Uh, it doesn't... It uh, it has... Your People opponents can't, can't take, take extra turns. And then if it dies, you get to go and take an extra turn. Which is kind of an interesting thing, but you don't want to kill it. You're like, you want to leave it on board if you can. But they're probably going to be able to kill it somehow. But that yeah, exile, you, if you the, can. The the spot where I would have probably played it most is like Shatter Game Brothers, where you sacrifice an artifact. Everybody sacrifices an artifact, and you're taking an extra turn. Mm. That seems solid, but like, unless you're in a where opponents are taking a lot of extra turns, it's probably not good hate. Yeah, I guess. So it's a little corner case. Uh, I don't know the name of this one very well. Homura, Human Ascendant. Uh, so this is six mana for a four four. And you want to read that? Uh, it can't block. Fuck. <laughs> so it doesn't work with what you were. So hoping. you can't just no no no. I'm just saying you can't block yeah. with it to kill it. Yeah. But when it is put in the graveyard from play, return it to play flipped, and then your creatures you control get two plus two flying and fire breathing, which turns is, them into dragons. Yeah, and that can be really good. And so I, you know, you want to play that with a free sack outlet, pay six, put it into play, flip it, you know, sack it, flip it. This is a hard one because you're not going to let this one just come wreck you. It's a four four, so they're going to attack you because it can't block. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to have it sit around. You just get aggressive with it. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill him, but don't let him keep hitting me in the face. Yeah, so it's, uh, it is, I have found it to be a little bit more mana than I want to be spending on yeah, it. Yeah, six for a four, four. Um, because normally if I have, like, a token deck, I'm not going to have a lot of sack outlets in it. Red's kind of a little lean on the interesting thing about this one too is it has to come from play so it can't flip by being discarded sure yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then the last little package that we will we want to nut cut is derevi aloro yuriko those cards that have the eminence ability or being able to like cheat the commander tax, and so have an ability in the commander zone. Um, so like specifically, let's talk about like Eureka that you built last year. So you want to n- not yeah. cut it. If you kill it, it does nothing. You, oh, you can put your uh, dark steel mutation no, you can't. on it. <laughs> You're funny. You did it. You're funny. <laughs> um, and so you need to find different ways of killing or like dealing with Eureka because. Sure. If you're if somebody's Eureka's attacking difficult. you, yeah. 
There's if, the ones on this the nut cutting list here. The only way to deal with that is a couple of these, and that's yeah. it. And so like Derevi can pay four to bring it into play at instant speed. Aloro just gains life, so you kind of want that to stop. But you um, can't. It's in a the command. They don't ever have to cast it. They don't ever have to command that. So like and wh- same thing with Edgar. Command that. <laughs> they don't ever have to command. That's like, command. <laughs> uh, and so, like, when they are on the board, like, even Edgar, like... That should be the new term of it. Is, you know, all other people call it piloting the deck? You're commanding the deck. Commanded. Commanding right. a laurel. <laughs> I like that. You like and that? S- yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that. Oh, it's the Kirk Cousins... Uh, you oh, like you that? like you like that. All right, <laughs> he hasn't done that yet here. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> so these are so these are cards like commanders that you're gonna see consistently, and it's like you gotta deal with them somehow or just put up with it. Yeah. So one answer you thought was there but wasn't for Eureka. Like I and we talked before. about this in gameplay a little bit, but so I played Dark Steel Mutation on Eureka, going fuck yeah, I got Eureka. That lasted a turn. Yeah, that didn't that didn't work. So I did um, Jitsu because it didn't change Eureka, and I could still attack with him as an O one, and then I ninjutsued his monkey ass back into my hand, and then put a different ninja into play. Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems that I did was like I could have blocked Eureka. But I was like, ah, it's an 01. So, like, it wasn't fully thought through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could sit down and block Yuriko, and then you couldn't ninjutsu it. But then I'm taking damage from other things. Uh... <laughs> Wait, is that how Yuriko? Th- yeah, that's how ninjutsu works. Yeah, it has to be unblocked. That's right. Yeah. So I think it fucked up on that. And I know, like. No, I attacked, I attacked with Yuriko to somebody that couldn't block him. Because yeah. I knew for sure that yeah. I, yeah, I did it on purpose. Because I was like, this fucker played this wrong. <laughs> and I got him So back. I did. <clears throat> you took advantage of that. And now you made a new list of uh, things that will actually affect uh, the creature type. All right. So we're going to talk about nut cutters here. Nut or cutters. Uh, and, and Besh was wondering about this one. So I uh, can probably go through them rather <laughs> quick with the. Uh, explanation and everything too. imprison the moon uh i believe it's any permanent turns into a, a land mm-hmm. that taps for a colorless mana that's a blue aura uh lingify turns a creature into an old four wall is it a tree folk maybe doesn't fuck Something matter like yeah it's a doesn't fuck matter <laughs> uh utopia most of these are auras by the way as well so utopia vow from planar chaos uh that turns a creature into a land that taps for any mana uh temporal isolation gives a creature shadow and deals no combat damage uh song of the dryads which is a highly acclaimed one which turns any per- non-land permanent into a forest might even be That's- any permanent yeah, I think it is. So I might fuck with your cr- cradle. Uh, <clears throat> Darksteel Mutation, which I just explained. And then there's like three new ones that I, I think I kind of like. So there's Kenrith's Transformation, which turns uh, any creature into a 3-3 elk, losing abilities. Mm-hmm. There's Frogify, that they lose their abilities and turns into a 1-1 frog. And then there's Oko, the new Planeswalker, that's three mana, turns into a 3-3 elf. Elk. 
<laughs> um, and so all of those are kind of changing the it cuts abilities. the nuts off your commander or cuts yeah. the nuts off of all these it makes it so you don't have to worry about that yeah. death trigger or it, it, you know these these cards work on these are good cards that, yeah yeah these are good cards to have in your deck in general just because you're neutralizing a commander so it doesn't go to the command zone and all that stuff too mm-hmm. so yeah that's a big thing because back when theros came out they changed the rule on used to be able to tuck commanders and putting commanders on the bottom of the libraries or shuffle shuffle them in and then they changed the rule to whenever it changed zones, you could decide to have it go to the command zone. Yeah, because that was your favorite thing to do was uh, Planner Chaos. Was just fucking tuck their shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, just got it. Uh, chaos Warp oh, that, was the thing. Yeah, sorry. But there's like Condemn, and there was, there was a lot of really cool cards. And I for me, I didn't really like it when they changed that rule because they, they also changed cloning. You used to be able to clone a commander and, and a kill kill, kill them both yeah i was like that's a non-targeting way that's probably more good that they got rid of that yeah I, I agree that allowing other people to have it as well but uh so you had to find a different way to deal with commanders to get them out so they couldn't be replayed and this the nut cutting is a, a pretty good version of that <laughs> i would say Nut, nut cutting and nut cutter. All right, <laughs> nut cutting. Snip, snip. I mean, we could just we could call it uh, rubber banding. <laughs> That's also what strippers do. Male strippers. Rubber banding. They uh, supposedly get their. I don't know from experience, but they Doubt get it, it hard, and then they wrap a rubber band around it to keep the blood in there. Oh. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> That's, um, isn't that what a cock ring is? No. No? No. Cockring adds a little bit of ridge to the, her pleasure. Oh. Oh. I mean, there are probably some that... Are you oh. talking about not experience on this one, too? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, taint time. <laughs> taint time. Is that all we wanted to talk about? <laughs> Lots of nut cutting and nuts. Oh, and... boy. <clears throat> all right. That is a scary one for everybody. Oh, speaking of... Hashtag ANL question. Good segue, Lowry. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Jeremy, and he asked, What is your favorite scary movie? Actually, this works perfect that we moved it to this week because it's Halloween the week, week. Uh, before Halloween or the week of Halloween. We could have talked about our favorite candy, though, this no, week. That's so boring. All right. So, Lowry. This one should be rather easy, but you might have stories with this. Uh, What is your favorite scary movie? I don't have one. I don't like them. (laughs) I don't like them at all. Uh, You told me to remind you. Penny Dreadful. Oh, okay. So this is... I I watched a little bit of... Like, the end... The last five minutes of one of these episodes, like, a couple years ago. My wife really enjoyed the show. I don't know what I was on, but Netflix. I sat down, watched the last five minutes, and main character is possessed by a demon in the middle of the night, like, is floating and spinning, white eyes, and I was like, oh, that was, that was scary. <laughs> then I have a fucking nightmare that <laughs> night. 
<laughs> I don't like scary shit. Okay, different story of why I don't like scary yeah, shit. Yeah, this is what I want to hear. This is a this is the fucking messed up one. Okay, so, uh, you know, young child, not a teenager. Uh, I got a last week bad bad <laughs> bad influence friend. Uh, you know how your mother told you not to hang out with that friend? I hung out with him. And Jeff Beamish. Uh, <laughs> that was last week. I know. Uh, and so, but uh, my parents split up when I was a really young kid. So I, I got to bring up one friend up to my dad's place. And my dad doesn't care what we watch because he doesn't understand parental ratings. <laughs> and, uh, and so my buddy, he loves scary movies. And we watch. Friday the 13th, no. Jason Night, Nightmare on Elm Freddy. Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. The one that, you know, you Freddy. dream and he can fucking kill Freddy. you with claws. Freddy. Within the year, watching that movie, I had a really, really bad fever, like 103 plus, And I hallucinated I this Freddy Krueger uh, while I was awake. And I was fucking nuts. <laughs> like... There's uh, our room ended at the end of a hall. There was no doorways around it, and I was hallucinating Freddy poking his head around the corner of my door, like where the door was, because it was open. My mom's sitting there, my brother's in the other room, and I'm going, ah, Freddy, ah! And, and they're going, there's nothing there, and I was just fucking messed up. <laughs> and ever ever since then, like I, I was still a young kid, you know, you know, you're talking. Uh, elementary school at least okay you know third fourth grade something like that for sure not supposed to be watching that and ever since then i just don't like dealing with horror movies or being scared i don't like any of that so you don't, don't do haunted houses or i don't do haunted houses we just i went find to the haunted basement last weekend good for you <laughs> or i guess it'd be two weekends ago now yeah i don't i don't enjoy it i find Damn, that would have been Nothing fun. I kind of want to see you go into one of those. This one, what they did is they they you have to sign a waiver where they actually touch they you. Touch you and, yeah. Uh, they no, separated thanks. us immediately. Like Cindy got separated right away, and then they're just all over you. I got crap dumped all over the top of my head. They pretend mm-hmm. to like cut you, so you have like blood coming out your arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm like, so you wouldn't be able to do that. I don't know. It's real. It's it's weird because I don't. I'm not affected by any everything and every, every like. <laughs> but it's more like uh, last time I went and did something scary. I went. I walked through like a haunted house with like uh, an ex girlfriend or whatever, and she was just grabbing what? my arm. Shut up. Uh, it was years ago, uh, but she was just grabbing uh, my arm, screaming, and I just walked through like a mannequin, just going nope. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna puke. All right. This is no. I don't. I don't get puke. It's more like the the nightmares. I don't mm. like that aspect of it. Um, That's but like, kinda... I I understand that I could probably take down most scary things mm-hmm. and not be killed. So that part doesn't necessarily scare me. It's like the psychological aspect afterwards, and even like, you know. A, the spoof scary movies don't do anything and if it's a a poorly done scary movie uh i remember watching like a movie called like children of under the stairs Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a horror movie i laughed through Mm -hmm. it you know what i mean uh so it's really hard 
to like explain what I would be afraid of. I just avoid it at this point. So, uh, you got a list. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered one that we had talked about that you did actually see. Um, but yeah, I love scary movies. Cindy loves scary movies. She probably loves them even more than I do. Mm. And actually, I think the reason Jeremy asked it asked it is because well, one, it's Halloween. Sure. It's on and theme, because we're never on theme. <laughs> Jeremy and uh, his wife, Jackie, we tend to go to scary movies with them when we have time. Right now with kids, it's a little more difficult. Yep. But, so, we've gone to quite a few of them. I have a list of them, and all of them for different reasons. I know it's supposed to be your favorite, but I would say the one that freaked me out the most at a younger age was Blair Witch, which... I went over to Sweden to play soccer. I came for a soccer tournament. I came back and that had been out for a week. And so I didn't go into it being like, oh, this is real. I know like the first week everybody was like, oh my God, this is real footage. I came back knowing that it wasn't. First time I saw it was at a drive-in. So like the sounds were all around. You're already around trees. (laughs) Exactly. All right. But then I like to camp. And so just put it, I, I like to put myself in that. And so that being in, like, did you ever watch Blair Witch? Sure. Okay. So, yeah. like the tent scene where they're the banging on the tent and all that—that that would that, scare me. Oh, oh I would probably sure. poop my pants. <laughs> I'd get out and fuck some shit up, <laughs> or run. Either way, yeah, one of the fight or flight, <laughs> but do nothing. Like, so that—that's still kind of a scary movie to me. Like, you never see it. You never, you know, that whole aspect to it is. I did. I did like that part of the storytelling where they never really showed yeah. you the the scary part of it, and so it made camping a little more different after that you know i i'm not really that scared at camping but it's like man if i was in that situation i'd fucking i I saw that one at dollar theater and i'll admit i wasn't that one didn't affect me so okay so again i didn't enjoy it either the actual scariest movie that affected me was uh paranormal activity that fucking scared the shit out of me. That. that was like for days just freaked me out. Like just being, oh, ugh, ugh. I remember you telling me about that too. That, like that movie was... and seeing that, we saw it a couple times in the theater and it just, it's still, oh, I, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Because <laughs> that's, that's another uh like found footage thing right yeah but Very it's on similar. their like camera that they set up so, and everything yeah. like that it, it's done really well like i like that movie a lot. i haven't probably watched it for 10 years but but there's also like multiples of them Did yeah you go out and watch yeah we the, watched the all those um there's some of them that are hit and miss i think when they start involving the kids oh like, no i don't on like baby that. monitors and stuff like that, like that. yeah no. that that gets a little they try to go over the top with things. It, the first one's always is just the best. There's a couple of them. The other ones that are okay. They try to really bring the story together of how this all started and okay. all that. But um, the Grudge was also another one that creeped the crap out of me. What was the Grudge? Did that, I see that? That actually, so it's a remake of a Japanese one. I forget what it's called. Like oh no no okay. But it's the one with the little white kid. Like, no white kid, but... <laughs> like the ghost? Like, he's oh. dead. Okay. And he has his little Chinese ki- or Japanese kid where it's just... I thought he was white. <laughs> but he's dead, so he, he you yeah. find out that he got 
I don't want to ruin it, but he gets drought. It's with uh, the girl Buffy the Vampire Slayer chick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I didn't have a crush. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was a... Ooh, that movie creep like okay, it's that so movement th- of the the jerky movement right. thing yeah. and you get that multiple times throughout the movie where they're i didn't see the grudge and it's the was, uh, but that came out right around the time of the ring right yep okay and i did see the ring the ring was creepy i didn't like it i remember um, i watched but they're they're both stole from so that was 2000 because i had or not come back from college. So that was two thousand like two, I think, around yeah, there. Yeah, that sounds right. And I brought, I had my aunt watch it. She wouldn't let me leave the house that night. I had to sleep over at her house because she was so scared of the ring. Uh, but she I, sounds Republican. Okay, <laughs> no, she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with it? <laughs> uh, okay, so then the last couple ones, um, Scream was the one that I loved the first time it scared me. Then it was just a cult. Awesome movie. And to the point where I saw that movie seven times in one day with my brother, my best friend at the time, his best friend at the time we were on a houseboat and my stepsister, that's all we watched. It was on repeat the entire day. Just watching that over. Like we were just, I didn't know how you did it. Hello, Sydney. (laughs) I can't watch a movie that much. Uh, and the last two, uh, I think the best, most recent scary movie is Cabin in the Woods. I guess it's not most recent because that was yeah. 2012. Was 2012? Yeah, it says 12. Though. Just it, it has a different aspect to scary movies, and it pulls in all that like things that are scary, but the it, tropes. But it puts it into a. Uh, it's kind of like a Black you, Mirror episode. It's exactly like a Black Mirror episode oh, that's before good point. Black yeah, Mirror was actually that. around. So, is that what you're going to bring up that we both watched? No, the oh, one okay. that we both watched is... We're gonna, let's do this. Do this? Yeah. What? We'll talk about Cabin in the Woods, and then we'll... Do you want me to break it down, though? No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it down. I. It's It's seven years old. You're not going to... Spoiler gonna, If you're spoiling it for somebody... If you really want to watch this, cut this part out, move... Wait, give give an a, uh, overall synopsis. So, like, do they, do they give the part where it's... You're just moving your hands. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Like trying to fly sideways. Mm. Um, How how soon do they reveal that it's like a two different dimensions, like two different things going on? You so right away it starts off and you don't you don't know what the fuck is going on because it's showing this like complex and they're talking about okay okay so you know right away yeah so yeah give a synopsis of that so. Basically, the movie, it takes all your, I don't want to... No, I would say there's an alternate dimension thing that that, is playing games. So, in order for the world not to end, our societies, one of us has to make a sacrifice. And it has to be a sacrifice from kids, under... Teenagers, like a horror movie. But it has to be uh, a jock... A stoner, a virgin. virgin. Uh, like you have to hit all the the, the annoying smart person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or so, yep, that's one of them. Or okay. not annoying. No, I'm then there's the cheerleader or whatever. The whore. That's what it's oh, supposed geez. to be. The whore. And so you're supposed to sacrifice this to appease the gods, and it has to happen. Like I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be once a year or whatever. So they have this like complex that they build, and but they have to choose their own fate, and so they have all these like 
things. They make they get these kids to go to this cabin, but they start putting pheromones in their their diet before they even get there. There's things that they put in that make them mm. not act the way they normally act. Like Chris Hemsworth is in it, and he's not normally. He's a jock, but he's not a douchey jock. But mm-hmm. and so they like one of the stoner guys starts figuring it out. He's like, "This is not how you act. This is whatever, whatever." But anyways, it turns into this really freaking. It's a horror movie, but it's not. It's like a it's it's a Black Mirror episode, and that's why I actually think you should watch it. One that you have watched. But that I, is just, a, I don't care. Well, I've kind of ruined to. it for you because I told you what. Happened. No, I mean it, the the premise sounds fine, but I just uh, again. I don't have any interest. Like, but you like Black Mirror. Oh, this Mirror. is really cool. I But I didn't watch the second season. Well, there's five or six now. Are there? Because I Bandersnatch? You watched I did Bandersnatch. watch Bandersnatch, but that's like one movie. Yeah. I watched season one of Black Mirror and then like two episodes out of season two. So you didn't then, see some of the more recent... Oh, man. It's, for sure. I, did, I, I just don't have any... I don't have a, like a drive to. Well, I, I could say time too, but I don't have any drive to be like, I want to watch Black Mirror tonight. You did get freaked out on the one episode with the haunted house one. Remember that with the with the spider. You're like, I hated that one. I couldn't watch. I it. didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got like ten minutes in, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Four Came case. back, saw the spider, done. <laughs> and then walked walked back in and saw the last like five minutes. Like, <laughs> good thing I, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't enjoy that part. All right. The, the one that I, I know that you did saw, see that it's a funny, scary movie is uh, Dale and Tucker versus oh, Evil. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that movie. <laughs> we just recently watched that again this summer, showing Cindy's parents. And they're like, what is this? A scary movie. Well, Cindy's mom likes scary movies, but her dad doesn't, kind of like you. Yeah. And so we're like, no, it, it's not scary. It's pretty funny. Like, you'll like this. And he was laughing his ass off mm-hmm. the entire time. That that was a funny one. Uh, a funny one. And I can, like, it's a spoof. It's a really, I think it was a really fun spoof. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem with that one. Yeah. So, like, that's the big weird thing. I think there has to be, like, m- like music and a tone. Like, I don't, I don't care if, like, action movies. I have no problem with, like, gore per se but there there's something that i don't enjoy if they do the psychological horror mm-hmm. well because that that part i don't like but it, and it's not worth me going and going we'll see if this is a funny horror movie or an action horror movie I'll give like, you... i'd much rather just fuck it there's plenty of movies that i haven't seen that i want to see i'd give you cabin in the woods i think you would enjoy probably it's a good one. But I'm not going to see it. I know. I ruined it for you already. All right. We are long again. You're welcome. <laughs> no, this is appropriate. It's not that long. It's an hour and 30 minutes. It's not like fruit by the foot or anything. <laughs> oh, no. Do they even have those anymore? Yeah. Do they really? I thought JoJo brought that up to the cabin. Oh, maybe she did. Yeah. Gushers. Oh, I love all that Gushers. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's well, real. if you guys have any other anal que- ANL questions, please send that to us. Either hashtag it on Twitter, or you can shoot us a email with the questions if you want. Um, again, last this is the last week for the Patreon giveaway, so True jump that. on there. Uh, otherwise, we will see you guys next month in November when we actually do our giveaway. So. Woo! We will check you guys later.
tomorrow. We'll see ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Sega! Bye. Sega! Sega! That's exactly what it was. Sega! That's something we should do it now. Sega! <laughs>